Welcome to the podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse Tabernacle. You can find out more about our church at lighthouseofmaslin.com or join us for worship Sundays at 11. We pray this message will be a blessing to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you are thankful to serve the Lord tonight? Amen, amen. Such a comfort and an assurance knowing you serve the Lord. Times are so tumultuous and so much craziness going on all around us. So good to have peace at times like this, isn't it? Amen. I'm so thankful tonight for the great God that we serve and for the church that I'm connected to. Uh, thankful to be here tonight with all of you. Uh, if you turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, and we'll be reading verses 26 through 28. And, uh, as we go, we'll have multiple scripture readings tonight. The Lord began to work on me and give me this word several months ago. Uh, and it just seemed like it came in layers or in pieces, whatever analogy you want to use. Uh, but over the last few weeks, it felt like God just kind of brought it all together and completed the picture. And um, these last few months have been transformational for me, for my family. Uh, and as God began to put the pieces of this message together, uh, I was praying in my office a few days ago, just as uh, Pastor mentioned, that, you know, I felt the Lord wanted me to come here and share this word with this congregation. Uh, and I'll just preface this by saying that I believe this is a, a message to prepare you uh, for the switch that I feel is being flipped right now in this congregation, in this city, and in the church in general. Um, I believe that the year of the return is real. I believe that if you haven't seen it yet, you still are going to see it. And I know that you have a great revival planned at the end of June uh, with Brother Drost. And I just want to say that I believe that if you'll take heed to the words that I speak tonight, that I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart, that you will be prepared and ready for that week. Because that's not going to be an ordinary weekend, but it'll be a transformational weekend for this church. How many of you believe that? Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. If you have it, say amen. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Would you pray with me before we're seated? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful that we gather together in your house tonight. God, I pray that you would speak to us through your word, that you would open up our understanding tonight, Lord, that your, your word would find good ground in our hearts today. God, I pray that revelation would come into this room tonight and you would speak to us clearly. Give us clarity, understanding. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand clap as you're seated? Give honor to your pastor and your bishop tonight. Love and appreciate these men of God so much in this congregation. Give honor to you being in the house of God on this Wednesday night. How many of you believe God's going to talk to us tonight? Amen? Amen. I want to talk to you tonight with the help of the Lord, designed for dominion. 
designed for dominion. When you look up that word dominion in its original text in Genesis, uh, I was surprised to see how expansive this definition was. And I'm I'm going to read to you a little bit of the definition that I looked up, but not all of it. It means to prevail against, to prevail against, to rule, to have dominion, to dominate, to tread down, to dominate, to subjugate, to scrape out. In other words, it means to do whatever it is you got to do to have authority over that thing. Amen. You were not designed to compete. You were designed to dominate. I just I want you to get a hold of that before we even move forward. You were not designed to be in competition. You were designed to have dominion. Amen. Hallelujah. Commerce subscribes to the idea that competition is healthy. That may or may not be true in the free market, but when it comes to the people of God, we were not designed to compete. We were designed to dominate. Come on, somebody say amen. You need to grab a hold of this tonight. We're going to be chipping away at layers here over the next little while, and I want you to get a hold of this right at the beginning. You were designed to have dominion. Whatever's been defeating you, whatever's been hanging over your head, whatever's been weighing you down, whatever plans uh, have befuddled you, whatever challenge uh, has backed you up and mocked you, you need to understand uh, you were designed uh, to have dominion. From the day of creation, you were designed to have dominion. Somebody say amen. The Bible says that we were made in his image. And God does not compete. He doesn't compete. He doesn't compete in doctrine. There is only one. One Lord. One faith, one baptism. Hello, are we apostolic here? There's only one doctrine, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. We don't compete in doctrine. There's only one. He does not compete in deity. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. They may say there are other gods, uh, but there is only one God. God has never competed uh, against any other God. There is only one. He does not compete in authority. There is only one. In the beginning, God. He didn't have to get permission. He didn't have to get authorization. He didn't have to seek counsel. In the beginning, God. He is the ultimate authority. He is the only deity. He rules alone. There is only one, and he has complete dominion. And you were created in his image. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 through 23. Describe to us that he does not compete in power. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? To us, word, who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, hallelujah, and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put 
all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. I don't know if you really got that. It is his design to fill us all with his fullness. All of him in all of me. You were designed to have dominion. You were designed to have dominion. You have dominion over every weapon that the adversary has ever exercised against your life. You have dominion uh, over every temptation of the flesh, uh, over every snare of the enemy, uh, over every trap uh, that this world has set for the church. Uh, you have dominion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Now, I touched on this a little bit the last time I was here. We're going to cover it again before we move on. Verse 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That word power in verse 7 means exosia. That's the Greek word, exosia. And that's the definition of that is the power of authority. The power of authority. The power of rule or government. The power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. Universally, that word means to have authority over mankind. The power to govern, to delegate authority, get this, jurisdictional authority. Jurisdictional authority. We just read in the book of Ephesians how his power is above all principalities. Principalities operate in jurisdiction. If I have all of him in all of me, then there is authority in me to operate in the jurisdiction that he has planted me in. There's not a devil in this city that's in charge of you. Just like police officers, right? Columbus police can't come up here and pull me over for a speeding ticket. Thank the Lord. Because I am outside of their jurisdiction. You have a level of jurisdictional authority in the spirit. But that jurisdiction is getting ready to grow tonight. Hallelujah. How do you get this kind of authority, this exosia, this jurisdictional authority? I had a conversation, I may have shared this with you in years past, had a conversation with Brother Alan Shaw, missionary to Pakistan one time. And I was talking to him in my uh, bishop's living room at the house, and I said, Brother Shaw, I said, how do you get spiritual authority? He said, that's easy. He said, you get it by winning battles. 
winning battle. How does a police officer gain authority? How does he gain jurisdiction? Well, first, he's got to go through training. And then he's got to get some field experience. And if he handles the training right, and he handles the field experience right, he becomes open to promotion. And the more promotion that he receives, the more jurisdictional power that he has. So it is with you. When you were born again and you received a measure of exosia, of spiritual authority, you immediately went into training. And God began to pour into you, and he began to teach you, and he began to reveal himself in the word to you. And as you began to obey, he began to give you some field experience to exercise that authority. And as you begin to exercise that authority, that authority began to grow. You know, if a first-year police officer walks into the mayor's office and tells the mayor what to do, that mayor's not going to listen. But if the chief of police walks in, all of a sudden, he's got his attention, doesn't he? Why? Because he has risen in the ranks of authority. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, the church is getting ready to get a hold of this dominion thing. And we are going to raise in the ranks of spiritual authority. We've been, living, we've been living in training for most of our lives. And God is looking down at the church uh, saying, I didn't call you to live in boot camp. Uh, I didn't call you to just stay uh, as a first-year officer uh, exercising minimal authority. Uh, but I called you to win battles uh, and put yourself in a place uh, where you can be elevated in spiritual authority uh, so I can use your influence and increase your impact. Because of all this, I make this point. Your decisions determine your dominion. I didn't get one amen. That's what, you know why? Because we think it's just handed to us. God will give you a measure of authority when you are born again. But it is your decisions that cause that spiritual authority to grow or diminish. Your decisions determine your level of dominion. Come on, somebody say amen. Dominion does not exist without authority. The disciples made the mistake of thinking authority comes with position in this world or political power or prowess. They asked in verse 6 of Acts chapter 1, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? They thought that their power and influence would come from the position that the church held in society. And God was trying to show them in verses 7 and 8 it doesn't matter if the church is accepted, if it's lifted up or persecuted. That's not where your level of authority comes from. You need to get a hold of this, folks, uh, because the church uh, is heading into some places uh, that we thought we may never live to see. Uh, I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, uh, you have got to get a hold uh, of a revelation about dominion uh, in your life, uh, in your family, in your house, uh, in your church, and in your city. You were designed uh, to live in dominion. Uh, you were not designed uh, to be the devil's punching bag. Uh, 
You were not designed to live in defeat one week and on the mountain the next week. You were designed to have dominion. You weren't designed to fall into temptation every other day with your flesh. You weren't designed to battle depression every other mood swing in your flesh. You were designed to have dominion. God made it clear in verse 7 that we have the ability to establish authority in every area of our life save two. There are only two areas that he restricted us from having authority. Times and seasons. Times and seasons belong to him. You can't control the timeline of God or what season the church is in. But regardless of where you are on the journey or where you are on the timeline of God or what season the church is in, you can have dominion right where you are. You need to get a hold of that because... See, we've bought in to this concept of arrival. When I get here, I'll be happy. When I get here, I'll have success. See, that's the world's thinking. And it permeates into the church. And it causes us to think, hey, if this happens, uh, then we can have revival. Uh, if this happens, then I can live in victory. Uh, if this happens, then I can have joy. No, you uh, were designed uh, for dominion. Uh, that means no matter where you are uh, on the timeline of life uh, or what season you are walking in, uh, right there you can have joy. Uh, right there you can experience success. Uh, right there you can walk in victory. Uh, right there. You you can walk in peace. No matter where you are, what season you are in, you were designed for dominion. Battling a mindset. We're going to get victory tonight. He gave us authority over everything else when he created. There is nothing excluded. You can grow in spiritual. You can grow in spiritual authority and begin to have victory in your in areas of your life that you thought would never change. I'm just going to tell you. I've been saturated in this for five or six weeks, and it has completely changed my life. It has completely changed my family. It's changed my marriage. It's changed my relationship with my wife. It's changed my relationship with my kids. It's changed the atmosphere in my home. It's changed the answers to my prayers. It's changed the way that I pray. It's changed the results that I see when I pray. You have got to get a hold of the fact first that you not just the person next to you, uh, not just somebody with a title, uh, not just a minister, uh, not just a missionary, uh, not just an evangelist, uh, not just a pastor, uh, but you were created uh, for dominion. Hallelujah. The word power, verse 8. Dunamis. Here are the definitions of the word dunamis according to the Greek dictionary. Woo. Inherent power. I just stopped right there. You inherited power when you were born again. When you were born again, 
You inherited power that you did not have before. You inherited power that you cannot create, that you cannot duplicate, but was given to you simply because you were born into the family of God and took on the only saving name of Jesus. power, power residing in a thing or a person by virtue of its nature, took on the nature of God. Power of performing miracles. That's you. It's you. It's you. That can walk up to an altar and pray for the blind man and he will receive his sight. It is you that was called and has dominion to walk up and lay hands on somebody that cannot hear and they will receive their hearing. It is you uh, that has the dominion uh, to pray for somebody uh, that is suffering from cancer uh, and that cancer uh, will dry up and die. Is there anybody here? That believes the preacher tonight. I'm telling you, there has got to be a breakthrough in our thinking. God didn't call you to live here. He's called you to live here. The demonstration of authority to perform miracles. Get this. Moral power and excellence of soul. Moral power. You know what that means? That means you can defeat that temptation. That means you can get victory over that addiction. It means you can have victory over depression. It means you can have victory over anxiety. It means you can have victory in every area of moral failure that you have been living in in your life. Power and influence, which belongs to riches and wealth. Power and resources arising from numbers. Power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, or hosts. That's what you got. That's dunamis. See how God's trying to expand our vision here tonight? Oh, little old me, what can I do? What can't you do? What can't you do? You have dominion. You were created for dominion. What can't you do? What city can't you take? What miracle can't you perform? What sinner can't you pray through? What prodigal can you not reach out to and pull back in the fold? You have dunamis power. Dunamis given to us when we were born again it's inherent exosia was given to us when we were born again but exosia just like its prefix is exercised if it is to grow it needs to be exercised exosia and dunamis authority and power of demonstration work together Dunamis cannot truly operate without exosia. When you begin to gain authority, you will begin to see demonstration. Just like that example I gave you, that first-year police officer walking into the mayor's office or the governor's office. Like he doesn't have the influence or the authority that he needs. That's why some of us feel intimidated when we pray for somebody who needs a miracle bigger than just a headache. Because we're confronted 
with our level of authority. Hello? Does this make sense? And we know, hey, I've been struggling. I haven't been praying. I got junk going on in my life that shouldn't be going on in my life. And so when the situation demands your spiritual authority, you know your decisions have caused you to step out of dominion. See how this all ties together? But when your decisions are right, dominion is continually established. See, Monday through Saturday, the adversary causes us to believe it doesn't matter what I do or how I spend my time. It's just a little temptation. It's just a little bit of gossip. It's just a little bit of backbiting. It's just a little bit of murmuring. It's just a little bit of complaining. It's just a little bit of this, just a little bit of that. Just a little bit of shortcut. Just one day skipping the prayer closet. I don't want to fast this week. Decisions determine dominion. And as your dominion grows, guess what? The next time you step up to infirmity and say, in the name of Jesus, infirmity is going to recognize your authority because of the decisions uh, that you have been making on a daily basis. Uh, your daily decision making uh, will determine uh, your dominion. God did not give our flesh exosia. He gave it to us in the Holy Ghost. Therefore, our flesh does not have jurisdiction over our dunamis. That's why even if I yell at cancer, cancer is not intimidated if I raise my voice. If I spend five minutes conjuring up a feeling of faith inside of me, cancer's not affected by that. We play the right song and the right music and we get the crescendo just right so that everybody feels faith. Firmity don't care about that. You know what it does listen to? Saw him get victory over this. Saw him get victory over this. Saw him get victory over this. <laughs> I see his territory is beginning to expand. It's starting to threaten my jurisdiction. His jurisdiction is beginning to grow. Her jurisdiction is beginning to grow. And as your jurisdiction grows, uh, so does your authority. If you want to see demonstration, uh, we need to start practicing uh, our exousia uh, on a daily basis uh, and start taking authority uh, over our lives. Is this okay? Is this making sense? So the only way for me to have exosia is for me to walk in the Spirit. Because my flesh doesn't have authority. Only the Holy Ghost does. It fights for authority. One of them's going to have authority. I'm going to choose. Is my flesh going to have authority? Because if my flesh has authority and it tries to exercise dunamis, it's going to fail. That make sense? Denying my flesh empowers... Or gives exosia, gives jurisdiction. Denying my flesh empowers the Holy Ghost to use its inherent power, which is dunamis. Did you make that connection? This is why your decisions truly Determine your dominion. One of the biggest deceptions that the 
enemy sells us on is that our daily decisions do not matter. And when dominion is established, dunamis is released. There is a dimensional migration happening in the church right now. By dimensional, I mean this dimension of operation to this dimension of operation. Use, I guess, more modern vernacular, we're leveling up. (laughs) There's a migration happening in the church that's taking us from operation to dominion. Operation to dominion. The church has walked in operation for a long time. But the end time, and I'm going to explain what that means, but this end time revival that we're stepping into is going to require more than just operation, momentary operation, seasonal operation. It's going to require dominion. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know. That word know there means to experience or ascertain. I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to find out if there was dominion over the flesh. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That word power there is dunamis, power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I didn't come to preach a pretty sermon. I came for demonstration. That's what Paul is saying. Anybody ever buy anything on Amazon? Amazon is putting brick and mortar out of business because they abandoned the paradigm of competition and they adopted domination. Brick and mortar could only function in the context of operation, when they're available, when the lights are on, when they're there, when the doors are unlocked. That's when brick and mortar was operating. Amazon said, we're going to throw that out the window. We're available all the time, anywhere, any place. Amazon said, we're going to be available all the time, all across the globe. And they dominate 24 hours a day. They are not operating, hear this, in the market. They are the marketplace. You got to get this, church. We are not competing with other churches. We are the church. We are not competing with other doctrines. We have the truth. We are not competing. With other gods, uh, we serve uh, the only God. It's time for the church uh, to abandon uh, the competition mentality. Realize that the church has been called to dominion. 
This is what God is calling His church to. We don't have hours of operation. We operate 24 hours a day. You see what I'm saying? Operation is you need a miracle come on Sunday when we're all gathered together and the atmosphere is just right and I've had time to pray and I've had time to prepare. Come during uh, operating hours and you can receive the Holy Ghost uh, or you can get your miracle uh, or you can receive a word. Friend, if we continue uh, to operate in that dimension We're going to miss it. We've got to step out of operation into dominion. Dominion says you need a miracle right now in the middle of the pizza shop. All right, let's pray. You can have your miracle right now because the same way I got jurisdiction in the church building, I got jurisdiction right here in this restaurant. Y'all ain't here. You need to be delivered uh, from alcohol. Uh, You need your house uh, to be purged uh, of all the junk uh, and the fear and the mess. Uh, Why don't I just come to your house? Hey, uh, before you even come here Sunday, uh, why don't I come over on Thursday? uh, And we're going to take care of some business. Uh, That's what Dominion said. You know what Dominion's going to do? It's going to take the pressure off the front row. For too long, we have put all the pressure right here. I got a problem in my house. I need you to come. I got a problem in my marriage. I need you to come, Bishop. I need healing. You got you to gotta lay your hands on me. Come on. You were designed to have dominion. You shouldn't be scared when somebody calls you with a need. You should not be intimidated when somebody calls you and tells you that they're all bound up with something. Something ought to rise up inside of you and say, God created me in his image. He gave me his name. He filled me with his spirit. I have dominion over this issue, and we're going to take care of it right now. has not called us to competition and he has not called us to operation he created us for dominion I know I'm going a little long tonight can you guys give me a little bit more time I was weak (laughs) I was weak I'll make haste about five after oh, that was even weaker <laughs> all right I'm gonna plow forward <laughs> I'm gonna talk to you about the order of dominion I'm gonna tell you how to establish dominion in your life please don't miss this I'm gonna share with you three things that God shared with me the order of dominion Jeff Arnold made a quote one time in a message he was preaching. He said, God's promises are God's intended outcome for our life. Whether or not they come to pass are directly tied to our involvement and response to his promises. God has promised you and me exosia and dunamis. But it is our response to that promise and to his word that enacts that exosia and that dunamis. Somebody say amen. The first in the order of dominion is the house. Isaiah 56 and 7 says, Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. 
Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar for mine house. Now get this, mine house. That word house there figuratively means the human body. For mine house shall be called an house of prayer. That word prayer there means intercession. That's when God prays through you on behalf of his will. It's not supplication when we're praying on behalf of our will. Now that changes the context of that verse. So when I'm talking about the house, I'm talking about this house of flesh. Genesis 1.26 says we're meant to have dominion over all the earth. 2 Corinthians 4.7 says that these are earthen vessels. My flesh, this is not an identity. Get this. It's a house. You didn't get it. Do you understand that the majority of the vices out there that our world struggles with, we have struggled to break because they sold us on the lie that they are part of that person's identity. This flesh, this house of flesh is not my identity. It's a house. And the first place I got to get dominion is in the house. The Bible says the elder shall serve the younger. There are two nations inside of you struggling for power. Your flesh and your spirit. And if you are ever going to walk in dominion, the Holy Ghost has got to have dominion in your house. Uh, whatsoever things are pure. Uh, whatsoever things are holy. Uh, whatsoever things are righteous. Uh, if there be any virtue. Uh, if there be any praise. Uh, think on these things. Uh, you've got to have dominion in your thought life. Uh, you've got to have dominion in your emotions. Uh, you've got to have dominion in your responses. Uh, you've got to have dominion uh, in what you speak. Uh, you've got to have dominion in the house. Dominion is established through obedience and submission. Those are not the same thing. Obedience will lead you to submission. Starts with obedience, it grows into submission. And I just want to pause and say, many people, many born again people, Never establish dominion in their house. Nobody said amen. That's all right. I didn't expect that. It doesn't matter if I... If I obey every external rule standard and I come in here and look the part and I can't step into demonstration my dominion has been revealed what I wear does not cover whether or not I have dominion in my heart or in my thoughts or in my time It needs to be the whole package. Dominion in the house. Joshua 24 and 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know what he was saying? He was saying, God brought you through all the junk. He pulled you from the mire. He saved you from the depths of sin. He brought you on this journey. 
believer. And now that he's brought you through, what God are you going to serve? Did he do all that so you could continue to serve the gods of the other side of the flood? Did he do all that so that you could serve the gods of the Amorites? I hope this is okay. I know I'm preaching hard. I've been preaching too hard. I'm starting to have to invite myself. (laughs) But it's the truth. And it's where we need to establish dominion in the home. First the house, then the home. Lastly, last in the order of dominion is the field. You will have dominion in the house. Have dominion in the home. So many of us, even if we get dominion in the house, we lose dominion in the home. We stop taking care of, paying attention to, guarding against, being aware of what is coming into the house. Acts chapter 5, verse 12, beginning with verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. The porch was outside of the sanctuary. We've been living in one accord. We're used to coming into one accord in here. What would happen if we were in one accord when we got home? If you still operated as the church outside of those doors. And of the rest, there's no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes, both of men and women. This is what it looks like when you get dominion in the field. I know this is heavy, but the evidence is right here. God is showing us, this is what it looks like when you got dominion in the house. Uh, This is what it looks like when you got dominion in the home. Uh, And this is what it looks like uh, when you got dominion in the field. Uh, And if it doesn't look like that, uh, we need to find out where we don't have dominion. 15, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets. And laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about under Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. This is dominion. told you this message of dominion, this concept, this really this revelation of dominion is what it is, has been permeating my spirit for the last few months. Just a couple Sunday nights ago, I was driving into Zanesville to preach on a Sunday night. And when I was within a few miles of the church, I felt something that I had never felt driving into any city. I'm just sharing this with you. Being very transparent. I was a few miles away, and I began to feel the presence of the Lord. Not in my truck, but literally in the city. A few miles from the church, I could have stepped out of my truck, and the atmosphere would have been the same. I could feel the presence of the Lord in that city. And I came that night, and I, and I had a totally different message prepared to preach. And when I stepped to that pulpit, 
An unction of the Holy Ghost came on me, and I began to preach about dominion. And I found out afterward that for the last two, three months, preacher after preacher, evangelist after evangelist, prophet after prophet, has come to that pulpit and preached about cleaning out your house, cleaning out your home, and getting dominion back in your life, in your family, and in your house. And you know what was happening? Homes all across that city had started cultivating dominion. And it had literally begun to change the atmosphere of that city. When I stepped to that pulpit, I prophesied to that church. I, I said, when I stepped up here, God gave me a vision. Uh, and I saw a geyser rising up uh, out of this building. Uh, and water was flowing down uh, into the streets of this city. Uh, and it was reaching the front doors uh, of houses and homes all across this city. When I got done saying that, the pastor grabbed a young man and said, go up there and tell them what you saw. That sat, this young man, before I ever said that, God gave him the exact same vision. He saw the doors of the church. Water was flowing out from the doors of the church. Uh, and it was reaching down into the streets uh, and touching the homes of that city. You know what was happening? There was a flow of dunamis that had started to flow out of that building when those people began to congregate. Just like tributaries flow into the same river. When they came together, it was like a, all these tributaries uh, gathering, flowing into that city. And it was literally changing the atmosphere of that city. I believe uh, that this is that overshadowing power uh, that the book of Acts is talking about uh, when you begin to have dominion in the field. Uh, church, uh, you can get uh, to a level of dominion uh, that is so great, uh, it begins to overshadow your city. I may be the only one that believes it, but I believe the entire atmosphere of your city can change. Uh, I believe it can be such, uh, and I'm seeing it happen in different places uh, where the atmosphere becomes so saturated, uh, so strong. There's such an overshadowing power of the Holy Ghost uh, in that region uh, because of the dominion of a church uh, that when people drive down the road, uh, they cannot drive past this building uh, without turning uh, and coming inside uh, and saying something uh, pulled me in here. Uh, I drove by uh, and I couldn't shake uh, what was pulling me in the building. You know what it was? Uh, it was that overshadowing power. Uh, it's dominion in the field. Woo. Two minutes past. You can stand. Church, God is wanting to take us from operation to dominion. Previous to tonight, most of us have experienced dunamis in the context of operation. Occasionally, We'll see some miracles. Occasionally, we'll see some harvest. That's operation. But church, we are stepping into, listen, remember, he holds the times and the seasons. The church is coming into alignment with a time, with a season, where we are called to live in dominion. Spent the last five weeks cleaning out my house. We weren't willingly or knowingly or intentionally bringing stuff into our house. God began to change the filter. He said, Vinny, you're missing it. 
There's some stuff that's stealing dominion out of your life. We were at Minister's Family Retreat a few weeks ago. And Sister Shock began to talk to the parents. She said, parents, you've got to do the hard work of teaching your kids. And the Lord had been dealing with me about this dominion stuff. And my kids, they got this morning list. They're supposed to pray for seven minutes in the morning. It used to be five. We grew it to seven. Hallelujah. Jurisdiction then they each have this devotional they're supposed to read, do a devotion. But you know what I found out? I found out the kids were doing what so much of us do. They were clocking in for seven minutes and getting through the devotion so they could check it off their list. God was like, they're not, they're not getting dominion. He said, I called you and I called your wife to train to impart, to raise up. So you know what started happening? We've started praying together every morning. You know what my daughter Aubrey asked me today? She said, Dad, can we go 10 minutes tomorrow? Because stuff's starting to break. You know what? The Holy Ghost started leading me on what I needed to teach my kids. I I wasn't reliant on, on a devotional book anymore. We spent a week learning about anger. We spent a week learning about holiness. We spent a week learning about pride. And it's changing the atmosphere of my house. We're gaining dominion. And you know what started to happen? Some prayers I've been praying a long time. All of a sudden, answers starting to happen. What's happening? Exosia is growing and more dunamis is being released. The book of Acts is not a fairy tale, church. Greater works than these shall ye do. It's not just something we say to turn the crank. It's your destiny. And you're going to walk in it when you walk in dominion. People are going to come up to you and say, I was just standing by you in line at the grocery store. And a peace came on me. Jesus. Lord, I've delivered what you asked me to deliver. God, I'm asking you now a revelation come on this congregation tonight. God, I pray this would not just be a message, God, that we forget about. Oh, but I pray that tonight, before we leave this place, God, we begin to do an inventory of our lives. An inspection for dominion. God, is there demonstration? Is there demonstration in my house? Is there demonstration in my home? Is there demonstration in my field? What level of dominion did I decide to stop at? What level of dominion uh, did I grow comfortable living in? God, I pray the Holy Ghost would release a challenge to this congregation tonight. Lord, to go home before their head hits the pillow tonight. Got to walk from room to room uh, and find out uh, where the enemy's been stealing dominion. Go through those phones, uh, find out where the enemy's been stealing dominion. 
Go through those drawers. Go through those cabinets. Evaluate those conversations. Where has the enemy been stealing dominion in my life? God, you called us to dominion. You designed us to have dominion in our house, in our home, and in our field. Uh, we're ambassadors. Ambassadors have authority. They have influence. Speak to us, Holy Ghost. Speak to us, Jesus. We're designed for dominion. God, I pray whatever's weighed us down, whatever's held us back, or whatever temptation we've placated to, or whatever pitfall or we continually walk into, God, I pray that tonight, Lord, you would show us every area of access that we have given to the adversary, and we would take back dominion. Take back dominion. Take back dominion in the house, in the home, and in the field the marriage, in the family, in the friendships. I'm just going to invite you to respond to the Lord tonight, however you feel. If you want to stay where you are, stay where you are. If you want to come to the front, come to the front. But I would just invite you to respond to the challenge of the Lord tonight. I feel a challenge in the Holy Ghost to the church. Take back. Come in.